You're listening to the Coffin Corners Podcast. I'm Big Tom McLean, and with me, as always, my host and my buddy, Nathan Sprague. What's going on, Nathan? Well, you know, you mentioned about Frasier. Well, I'm very excited to find out that there's going to be a Monk movie on Peacock on December 8th. But enough about that. Let's get to... Well, a skid comes to an end, a streak comes to an end, and a streak continues. And before we let you all know of that, uh, Tom, I think we actually got a sound clip from the 49ers defensive coordinator assistant who was showing a different type of emotional support. Let's get to that. I think you're right. Let's just jump right in there and let's hear that. All right, you guys. I've been talking to some of the journalists out there. They say we're going on a 12-game skid. All right. I saw some of the Seahawks. Yeah, they got the champagnes I stole ready to go. They're going to win the NFC West. They even got their shirts already screen printed by Autism Works Print Shop for some peculiar reason. But enough about that. Here's the idea here. This is your playoffs here. Right here, right now at this moment. The rest of the season are your playoffs. And it will lead to the ultimate playoff. Are you angry? Are you off yet? Good. Put on the field. It's time for our playoffs. Let's get out there. Let's go. Let's go, 49ers. That's got me really fired up right now. I'm fired up to do the show now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you could definitely tell, uh, surprisingly, even the, I don't know if that was the pep talk that got to them, but it kind of helped out a little bit. Give them a little bit of a boost because we saw the result. Not only did the 49ers end their losing skid, uh, but they destroyed what could be a potential playoff team of the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road, 34-3. I don't know what got into them. Maybe that speech. Yeah, man, that was really a uh, that was a blowout. It was nice. I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed just about every minute of that game. <laughs> it was a... It was a scary one going in, especially facing uh, you know a possible extension of that crazy losing streak that nobody thought was possible, you know. And and um, it's fortunately they really did. They went and they hit him in the mouth. They, they played some uh, some really hard nosed football. And I tell you, man, with those with those packages blitzing in, and you just don't know what side somebody's coming from, and and it, it's the whole mentality that with Nick Bosa, everybody eats. You know, he makes everybody else on the defensive line better. It's going to be really tough to get past these guys if you can't get the ball out, you know? Yeah, we, we definitely discussed uh, last week about the difference with Chase Young added to it. It also helps with the return of Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. It goes to show it really does make a difference when you have your familiar players out there especially chemistry-wise, and the pressure really got to Trevor Lawrence, as was demonstrated from this game, especially with Chase Young. Oh, yeah. Man, they were putting a lot of pressure on him. And, yeah, I think the most notable player returning was the Trent Williams. That was the 49ers offensive line was not holding up um, as it was without him. And, you know, you forget he's a Hall of Fame football player. And, you know, you can't have a Hall of Fame football. Just because you don't pay attention to him on every play – doesn't mean that you could afford to miss him on any of them. And the, you know, the 49ers have found that out. So uh, thankfully he's back and he's healthy and it looks like the majority of the team's healthy. And um, even Brock, it looks like Brock is uh, kind of shaked off whatever cobwebs were in his head too. He's playing some good sound football again. I think also he went to Iowa state 
you know, he returned back to Iowa and he kind of helped out a bit. Like, there was even some reports. I guess that made a, a whole lot of difference, I guess. Like, he just needed to return back home, I guess. Yeah, and maybe he needed to get back and maybe just needed a little bit of time off, go work on the farm and get out of his own head a little bit. But, yeah, he did. He played really good sound football. I don't remember his exact statistics. I want to say 295 yards and three touchdowns. Which that most, sounds about right. Yeah, most quarterbacks would want to wake up that morning thinking that they had that to look forward to. So uh, Brock Purdy looking good, 49ers looking good. And, um, you know, th- they've got a couple of tests coming up. You, you know, uh, Tampa Bay, um, they've got Tampa Bay coming up this weekend. I believe that's in San Francisco. I believe that's a home game. And then they've got Seattle. Um, on Thanksgiving. They got Seattle on Thanksgiving. That's right. They got Seattle and then... Um, Oh, why am I forgetting who else they were playing? They've got they've got another tough game right in there too, right after Seattle. Who do they have right in there sandwiched in between Seattle? They have two Seattle games. In three weeks, they're playing two Seattle games, and they the game in between is a losable game too. But I can't. Remember Are they playing the Chiefs? I wouldn't put it past that they scheduled you know them facing each other. No, it wasn't the Chiefs. Who was it? it wasn't Kansas City? Here, let me I'm... let me check let me check quickly. I think it might I be Philadelphia. Check. You know what? I think it's Philadelphia. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, think, it's Philadelphia, sure. of course. Yeah. December third. <laughs> so Philadelphia. I, I hope nobody from Philadelphia is uh, is gonna make that poster talk of you know me thinking of them as an afterthought. <laughs> like, what was that team? I know it's a good team, but what team is it? <laughs> that's gonna <laughs> yeah, be, I can. That's gonna be a okay. popular game when they play when San Francisco plays Philadelphia. No matter what happens leading between now and then, that's gonna be a popular game because a lot of people are gonna be looking at as, you know, what would the NFC Championship really been like last year had you know the Forty Niners had a quarterback? Yeah, definitely. And also, a streak came to an end. Sadly, the only person, in, you know, for the Forty ers that didn't play such a great game was. Christian McCaffrey, of all players, only 95 yards rushing and no touchdowns, which came to an end of his 17 straight games of scoring at least a touchdown. Well, he had a great game. He just didn't see the end zone. I want to say he averaged like 4.5 yards a carry, and he, you know, the, the 49ers got ahead early, and they, you know, they really didn't have to use him there towards the end, but they wanted to try to get him in there and cram in that touchdown and just. He wasn't ever to, able to break it over. And like you said, it felt like everybody else on the team got a touchdown. Everybody except for Christian. <laughs> but he's tied. Yeah, he, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying he's tied with the – He's tied, he's got the tie for the record, though. He's tied with uh, – I believe it's with Lenny Moore from the Colts, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, Hall of Famer Lenny Moore. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what the 49ers have to show the rest of the season. I mean, the, the, I, they looked this week like what I thought the 49ers were. And, you know, after, uh, you know, those losses and, you know, you start wondering, you're like, oh, man, what, you know, what do we have going on here? But, you know, it seems like they've got the, the right pieces in, in place. And, you know, hopefully um, as they're getting healthy, they're they're also, you know, tuning up these um, these reserves that need to come in and, in these urgent situations and you know they've always had that next man up mentality where if somebody gets hurt the guy behind him is just as capable of doing the job well that it seems like you know the offensive line is something that has to be addressed in the in the off season but they need to stay healthy and they really need to be working i don't know how you get an offensive line to be better but they really do need a need a little bit of work there if uh, especially if they're not going to have trent williams on certain nights you know 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So there were actually a game in Germany uh, this past week. It, it was the Colts and the it was Indianapolis Colts facing against the New England Patriots, and it was ten to six. It reminded me of watching an Iowa game. Oh, jeez, that's a rough one. <laughs> ten to six. Oh my goodness. Yes, but I have to tell you, Tom, I have to tell you this. If you don't get goosebumps in your heart, brain, and soul hearing Country Roads, Sun, and Germany during a pro football game or the wave at the end of the first quarter at a Iowa Hawkeye football game, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's pretty American if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully we get to hear that since flag football is going to be an Olympic sport. We better hear Germans sing country roads before a flag football game. I would enjoy that. We were uh, looking at the one of those YouTube videos where they, they, they cover like Reddit uh, topics. And they were talking about, um, they're talking to people who moved to America. And they were saying, what was one of the things that you thought was a myth before moving to America. And one of the person had people had written in that they didn't believe that we sang, take me out to the ball game at baseball games. <laughs> I don't know why that just made me think about that. <laughs> well, I mean the, the NFL, I mean this past week for the NFL didn't start great. I mean, I mean, Oh my goodness. Can we save Al Michaels from these tank bowl games? I mean, Carolina and and the Bear and the Chicago Bears. I mean, there were only three highlights from that game. I the only reason why I remember the punt return touchdown was apparently was a University of Iowa alumni that did that, and a oh, wow. 52-yard field goal from the Panthers, and then a trolling ref calling pass interference on the Bears' offense, and, and that was it. That was pretty much the highlights. I know the score was 16 to 13, and the Chicago Bears won, but it, it felt as a lose-lose situation. Or as a good uh, YouTube uh, uh, comment that I saw uh, describing the game, uh, you know, we speaking of German, uh, described this game as not Gegen Eiland, distress versus misery. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> distress versus misery. I can get on board with that. So thank you, Ivan Ivan Oshka. <laughs> Man, that was a rough one. Chicago are there Bears. Any Chicago Bears uh, are just bad. I don't. I. I didn't. Nobody expected. Everybody thought that they were going to be some great contender early this season, and they're just bad. I didn't think that at all. I still thought they were rebuilding. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt they were still rebuilding. I didn't think they were going to be great. But didn't the Detroit like... Lions were looking to improve. Didn't the it... Green Bay Packers are just trying to figure out a way of the reality of without Aaron Rodgers. Right. Minnesota Vikings, I thought would just be mediocre, but I don't know. I don't really know anymore. The way that they've been playing since they got Josh Dobbs as QB. You thought their season was over, and... I'm kind of scared. It might be similar to when uh, Trent Green got injured for the St. Louis Rams back then. They put in Kurt Warner, and it was just all all systems go. 
Yeah, he made the team better. Yeah, and looking back, and same thing with uh, Phil Sims, Jeff Hostetler. There's been a couple of those throughout history where the, you know, the next guy stepped up and was able to take care of business. Yes, definitely. It's also kind of crazy to say the Buffalo Bills. I think if they're lucky, it could be eight and nine. Oh wow! And that's another. Their that's... schedule isn't favorable on their side after losing to the Broncos. It it's not looking good. Yeah. So is Russell Wilson good again? That's what I'm hearing. People are talking like he's good again. Or maybe Russell Wilson figured out how to play with uh, Sean Payton's play style. Right. Something to be said for allowing time for chemistry to happen. Right. That could be it. Also kind of helps to have a decent defense, too. Yeah, you're right. I don't think people realize. I mean, I don't I should say shouldn't say people, but. Defenses have a hard time working for a team when the offense isn't producing. If you're going down the field, you know, attempting a long field goal, you know, you're if you're if you're three and out, three and out, you know, and your only scoring opportunities are threes, like those defenses really do start to break down no matter what the level of talent is, no matter how good the chemistry is, the defenses do, they break down. They can't just carry a team that doesn't have a little bit on the offense. So, um, and, and same goes for the, the offense, the offense gets to into this, when they get in these positions where it's like, Oh, I got to be in a shootout, you know, you want to be able to rely on each other. And that's why, you know, they say iron sharpens iron. So the better the defense gets, then, you know, theoretically the better the offense should get too. Right. Absolutely. Speaking of which, I I have to talk about Iowa football because you talked about how great a defense. So I got to talk about, Iowa football, and I'm and I was really surprised uh, this past week, you know, with the way that Iowa actually had an offense because it was weird. Because two weeks ago, the only offense that we had was punting and pass interference. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but we also had a little bit of a blow injury-wise. Uh, Cooper DeGene is going to be out for the rest of the season. He injured his leg. Oh, that's a bummer. Yes. Now, where? what year is he in? Is he going to be back next season? Is he somebody who might... I think he's a senior. I think he's a senior. Oh, wow. Do you know if he's de- declaring for the draft or if he's got any uh, prospects that, as far as that goes? Well, at this point... Uh... I'm I'm not sure if he has announced quite yet if he's going to go into the draft, but I wouldn't be surprised if he already did at some point announce, you know, heading for the draft. I mean, a combination of, you know, being a great punt returner, kick re- kickoff returner, and not so bad on defense either, you know? Yeah, you're right. Wow. Well, we, speedy recovery to him, and hopefully it doesn't affect his draft status. Um most injuries that are like leg related, it shouldn't affect too much. Shouldn't affect a, a draft status because a lot of times it's just a matter of, you know, oh, he's going to start a little bit later, you know, and then and, and sometimes they, sometimes they back off, you know, rightfully so. You look at, um, was it Jalen? Jalen? Um, oh, who was the linebacker for Dallas that never could get healthy? But he, he was from Notre Dame and he was such a good guy, and you just really, really wanted him to do good. I can't. I, I was Jalen Smith. 
I don't remember. But anyways, he was just really, really uh, one of those guys. That, and they drafted him knowing that he had to go through rehab. He, you know, he had the injury and all that. And he just never really got all the way back. But so best of luck to him. Hopefully he'll get hopefully he'll get healthy soon. I mean, this is a really hard road for getting the Big Ten West, and most likely they're they're just sacrificial lambs for the winner of the game between Ohio State and Michigan. Basically, uh, they Iowa just needs to get one more win, and and and, and this Iowa offense uh, that faced against Rutgers, I don't know what to say. I'm confused, befuddled, even schmickledorfed. <laughs> if if you watch SpongeBob SquarePants, you would know that what that word is. But I, I, I was offense. I watched SpongeBob and I didn't know what that was, but I'm I'm gonna ask the kids. I guarantee you they know it. But go ahead, sorry. I was offense, while not perfect, they were great. They got over four hundred and two total yards of offense. And no, not forty point two total yards, four hundred and two total yards of offense against a bull-eligible Rutgers team. Not only that, we shut them down 22 to nothing. Man, that's nice. I mean, yeah, we had a couple of fumbles. We recovered those from an interception. You know, we had Deacon Hill out there once more. But he played a pretty good game. Uh, You know, I think it was just playing game manager. I mean, it wasn't off to a great – I mean, we were off to a great start. We had LaShawn Williams made a great run on the first drive, but we ended up not getting any points on the board. It wasn't looking great. We were only able to score a field goal uh, in the first half. But luckily in the second half, I don't know what got into Iowa. Uh, they got a couple of TDs, one rushing by Jason Patterson. It wasn't too far. It was right around the coffin corner, which is around five <laughs> – which is around five yards – but still, it was a touchdown. And then Kiwa Brown got a receiving touchdown. And as I said before, we won 22 nothing against Rutgers. It's weird. Brian Ferentz made some great play calls. Uh-oh. He just basically did the equivalent of telling a student they will not graduate this semester, and he's still putting in the work to improve. <laughs> I don't know. It's It's just crazy. We actually got... A lot of great college football action, and I want to quick, quickly get to that. I know college basketball season has started, but the tobacco rule rivalry for football went into double overtime. 47-45, to 45, Drake May and North Carolina beat Duke. And if you were in the college football playoff pool from 10 to 15, not a great week for you. 15 Oklahoma State after last week beating Oklahoma in the Battle of Bedlam got destroyed by UCF 45-3. to free. Of course, that was a road game, but still, 45 to 3. Oh, my goodness. Then 14, Tennessee gets destroyed by 16, Mizzou, 36 to 7. Plus, Mizzou only lost to Georgia by 9, you know, uh, the week before. And we are in a reality that Mizzou is no longer that newcomer, but jokes. You know, if they could keep this up, they could be contenders in the SEC for a few years. 
13, Utah lost to 5, Washington, 35 to 28. And, of course, I got to mention it, 10, Ole Miss, yes, had an early lead against Georgia, but Georgia showed why they have been back-to-back college football playoff champions and why they deserve the one seed, which the college football playoff committee also saw as well. They're like, yep, we're going to give you back to the one seed. We don't want you to destroy any more top 10 teams after this. (laughs) Georgia 52, Ole Miss 17. And the SEC has to be happy, especially – the final year of having divisions, you couldn't ask for anything better. The SEC West, you have Alabama, Crimson Tide. And then for the SEC East, you have the Georgia Bulldogs. And as I said before, meanwhile, the Big Ten West is wondering who will be the sacrificial lamb to Ohio State or Michigan. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be a blast. I can't wait for college football to start wrapping up, get into the bowl games. Actually, it kind of feels like it's at, it's already playoff atmosphere right now, really. Maybe that's the reason why they, they originally wanted to just keep it at four. They feel that the last two games of the season, plus with the conference championships, already kind of had a, a playoff atmosphere in some ways. You're right. Huh. But let's face it, we get greedy. We're like, we want more college football. Give us more. Give us more teams. Give us, you know, a little bit of some, I don't know what they're going to call it. They can't call it March Madness because it's going to take this take place in December, I, I guess. Uh, dizzy December. I, I'm just spitballing that out there. Uh, well, they got to add four more games just to match up with the NFL regular season. Yeah, exactly. So we could we could we we could feasibly have college football in through February if we played it right. <laughs> yeah, but then they would have to worry about competing with the NFL playoffs, which oh, I don't I think know. they want to do. Oh, I know. I was kidding. And they 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 can't put those kids out there that much. That's uh, you know, they're not going to want to increase the number of games they play because they don't want they don't want these guys getting hurt before they're able to get out and really you know, make a professional living. Although they are, you know, I'm seeing a lot more product out there with, I'm seeing a lot of Caleb Williams autographs for sale. A lot. (laughs) How much would you think a Caleb Williams autograph would would go for roughly? Let's just say like a a mid. What, right now? Like right now, even though he lost to Washington and a couple of teams? Yeah, right now. What do you think a Caleb Williams autograph would go for? Uh... I'm going to be generous here, maybe half a mil, 500000 They're going for about $125 a piece right now. Just for oh, his wow. autograph. Yeah, $125. Okay. Um, what, uh, he's signing a lot of stuff, that's why. <laughs> and I wonder, I'm going, well, if he's going to be as good as some of these guys say he's going to be, then it might be a good investment. But, you know, I've been on the, the wrong end of those a few times where I've bought a lot of stuff of somebody who I thought was going to be good at a time when, you know, the price wasn't that bit that great, you know, it wasn't, didn't give you that hard of a hit, but then it didn't work out. So, but I've had a few that worked out really well too. Uh, I just think to myself, if I'm doing that, I might as well buy, buy something that Johnny football autographed. <laughs> That's how I keep in mind. Yeah. You can get those for 30 bucks. I've got, <laughs> I've got a couple of Johnny football mini helmets. <laughs> 
not a lot of football players can get up there and say that they don't really like football that much. <laughs> That's pretty impressive to me. The guys <laughs> didn't like football enough to really give it my all. Yeah. It, it's been kind of crazy, especially with some of the coaches. I mean, did you see what Jimbo Fisher? He's going to get $76 million, and he got fired. Oh, my goodness. Wow. He he didn't. He didn't lead Texas A&M to any. Uh, I think it might have led to them a couple bowl games. But he did not lead them to winning a division in the SEC. Did not lead them to win the SEC. Did not lead them even to a national championship. And he gets $76 million. Gets fired and gets $76 million paid out. Man, I need to find me a job like that. I could get fired from a lot of jobs, and none of them ever paid me anything afterwards. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting when you think about it. With Texas A&M, they basically paid out nearly, if you combine the last coach that they hired, I mean the last coach before Jimbo Fisher, Kevin Sumlin, uh, they gave him a $9 million payout. He got fired, got a $9 million payout. So that means that's about 76 plus 9. That's $85 million of paying out to two coaches that didn't do their job. That's so insane. That's so much money. Which I think that might be around $42.5 million wow. average. Out of those two coaches that they're paying out for? Man, that's crazy. Speaking of people making a lot of money and not getting, uh, or making a lot of money and not being able to work, did you see uh, Joe Burrow went out tonight with a wrist injury, couldn't grip the football? Yeah, I I saw that. And the Ravens uh, ended up winning that game. Yeah, they did. But but the Bengals fans got to hope, you know, Joe Burrow finds a way to hopefully make a return. Because without Joe Burrow, I just don't see the Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals of finding a way of being the playoffs. I got to be honest. I mean, without Joe Burrow, yeah, he's he's their franchise. He really is. You're right. You look at you look at the Bengals, and that's you know that's going to be the first name off of anybody's lips, and probably the only name that a lot of people know on the team. And they've been wanting a Very ironic. The Cleveland Browns get a break, but also their quarterback breaks as well. Deshaun Watson out for yeah. the rest of the season. Shoulder injury. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that uh, RG3 is uh, trying to make a plea to come out of the broadcast booth, go down there and play for the Browns again. That would be insane, to be honest. I've... But if they're going to go the WWE route, why not? You know, yeah. why not? Why not do that? It's like, Ask Andrew Luck to get out of retirement. Any place for the Baltimore Ravens or, or do something even crazier than that. It's like, why not? It's like the Ka- Kaepernick conversation that comes up every year. Why doesn't Kaepernick get a chance? Because he's 36? <laughs> like, like, there's not a lot of those guys. I mean, I don't know if he's that old, but like that that's... The, He's been out of football when he was in football. He didn't look at the playbook. There's reasons he's not in football. But it's so funny when they bring up a name like that. 
you know. But then I you- still, I still think with Kaepernick, uh, he just talked to the wrong uh, news reporter, and it was just at the wrong time. I still think he was just, just trying to do a Tebow. He saw everyone else doing it, and he did a Tebow, and the news reporter was just looking for a way to get a daytime Emmy uh, out of him. Uh, he just talked to the wrong person, did the wrong time. <laughs> to yeah. be honest, well, I think it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah, well, it was right but after. That's just me. It was right after he got benched, and then um, I believe it was uh, Steve Weiss from uh, NFL Network that went and talked to him, asked him why he was sitting down. Which, you know, so yeah, well, whatever it is, it is what it is. That was a big, uh, a big. Um, national story and it was you know it, it it impacted the entire you know our society a little bit and um and and i hate that people can't separate i think that's why i hate football movies so much because you can't separate that you know production and that craziness for real football you know if that right makes, if that makes any sense but. yeah that does, that does make make sense you you're thinking, wait, they, they had a player injured and they still found a way to make the championship? I don't believe that. That that can't be true. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like I told you with, with the blind side where the, the NCAA people, yeah, they mentioned them, but they were just these evil people that were looking to start trouble. Like, well, in the reality, they were the ones that were trying to make sure that integrity was, you know, was taking place in all these families. <laughs> so it's just one of those weird... Weird things that you have to deal with when it comes to football, but uh, yeah, I wish I, I I just the thing that gets lost in all of that was that he was not a very good player, and that's the part that drives me crazy. Yes, he was a very good runner, and he was he was exciting to watch if you weren't wanting to win every game. Um, but man, I wasn't excited about him being our quarterback going into that Super Bowl against the Ravens, and. Um, yeah, I just—he wasn't my favorite, <laughs> and that has nothing to do with politics or anything else. <laughs> you know, you know what's crazy, Tom? In an alternate dimension, all he would be known as that quarterback that came close making one of the greatest comebacks in Super Bowl history, and just fell short. In an alternate dimension, that would be it. Yeah. That would be the end of the story. And he had a great career in Nevada. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all he would have been known for. And having an afro, but otherwise that would be it. Yeah, but speaking of players uh, that aren't particular about, I want to talk about a player in this sports dishes. Mm. And it has to do with women's soccer. I'll give you a hint with that. Oh, okay. I'm interested. I love women's soccer. So. The multicolored haired wrap up Rapino played her final game in the NWSL. The NWSL. And she ended up getting injured in her final game for the NWSL. But not too far along, the NWSL found a way to make women's sports history historic contract they made a deal with ESPN CBS Amazon Mm. and something called Script Sports I do believe a four year 240 million dollar 
TV contract. TV slash streaming contract. Wow. Wow. How do they get yeah, that? Yeah, that's in, How do they make that insane. money back? That's how are they gonna make that money back? Is that is is the women's soccer that popular? Um, I think uh, they don't. I think the thing is, I think they're trying to ma- try to make the progress of actually focusing more on the sport and more of, you know, more on the sport, the actual sport, mm-hmm. than you know, you know what happens with uh, you know off the field, right. the, the off the field antics. I think they're trying to get back to focusing more. And the key person that was, you know, I felt as the leader of those uh, off the field antics. Distractions, yeah. Yeah, off the. I'm just. I'm seeing off the field antics. Mm-hmm. You know, she will be no longer be playing in the NWSL. So I think they saw as an opportunity to get a big contract, and hopefully, with this uh, person with their off the. You know, off the field antics that they do, uh, that will have a lot more people coming back and actually wanting to watch, you know, women's soccer again. Right. Yeah. I think they're banking on that. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I think that that makes sense because I can see um, that the uh, the way that person chose to uh, to to um, speak often was divisive. And so I think that that would be a hard thing to uh, to try to rally a new fan base out of. But now there's a, an opportunity to kind of start clean and not have to acknowledge that that was actually hurting them. They can say, "Well, this is the new, um, you know, this, this is this is just the new campaigns is why everything's increasing. It has nothing to do with that." Do you know what I mean? And I think that you're right. I think that that is uh, that, that's not necessarily a coincidence. Yeah, uh, there there is no coincidence. That's why I say that sports dishes, <laughs> Tom. Yeah. And I'm like, so this and then that leads to that. Tom, oh, interesting. <laughs> where, where are you going with this woman's soccer? But I just want to say to people, I am for freedom of speech. There's a reason why I really enjoy podcasts. You know, we're able to say... You know, I am I am for freedom of speech, but you have to also understand sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not uh, what you say, but how you say it is just one of those things. And also the things you say, you might have the right to say them, but you also very well could lose um, followers. You could lose, um, you, you know, you lose viewers. You can lose, you know, you can upset people. And that, you know, they don't just because you say it doesn't mean that they have to like it. (laughs) And so you end up costing your advertisers money. And that's the fine line that these these big sports leagues are dealing with all the time. The NBA lost a lot with LeBron being as vocal as he is. They 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 as big as they are, they could be a lot bigger. There's a lot of people that don't like LeBron. And also they have the uh, in-season NBA tournament as well. That should be a huge thing too, almost in comparison to, you know, what uh, what they do in the Premier League. It should be close to that. It should, but it's not because everybody got tired of the off-field antics and on-the-court antics. 
oh yeah, you're right. Now they're throwing punches and pretending basketball players know how to fight. That's my favorite. Basketball players are all <laughs> terrible fighters, by the way. I think it has something to do with them being in their underwear while they're, you know, doing their sport. Because they're basically <laughs> out there in their underwear, their tank top and their little shorts. You know, <laughs> who wants to fight in your underwear? <laughs> and if you are going to fight in your underwear, do you want to fight another guy in his underwear? No. <laughs> I have a one person in their underwear minimum when I get in a fight. Only only me or my opponent could be in their underwear. So no MMA uh, slumber party style uh, of fighting well, MMA, not in the future? See, M- MMA is different because MMA, that's, that's official fight gear. And yeah, it might look like underwear, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I have a... That that would be hard to reconcile that one. <laughs> I mean, the only way that you could pull that off, uh, you know, to be honest, I, I gotta say, you know, I have to say this. I mean, I mean, I don't have to say this, but I mean, come on, let's face it. We're we're all thinking that it would work better with the ladies than with guys. You know, you know, you would get eyeballs if if it was that. If it was ladies more than guys. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, the lingerie football league never really outsold the NFL, so. I don't, but maybe they didn't have the right marketing team behind them. <laughs> I think the mm-hmm. biggest shock out of the lingerie football league was that, I don't know if you remember Washington Redskins quarterback and Super Bowl MVP Mark Rippon. His daughter was a quarterback on the team, and she was a really pretty girl. Like Mark Rippon had a pretty daughter? How'd that happen? Sorry, sorry, Nathan. I didn't mean to do that to you. <laughs> Nathan hung up. No, no, I'm I'm still here. I'm just. You're like, why did I start a podcast with a lunatic? No, I I I, I thank you for having me be part of your podcast. <laughs> I, I I really do, Tom. I I really do. It was kind of hard to find some human interest stories, so you're kind of filling that in. I mean, we're <laughs> talking about Mark Rippon's daughter. I'm sure he's appreciating that. I think she was. I think she was a. Um, actually, I don't remember what she looked like. I think she honestly. played for L.A. I think it, it, that sounds about right. She played for L.A. Yeah, I think she was the MVP of the league a couple times. Like, I think she was yeah. like a really good football player. I don't. I honestly don't remember what she looked like. But I remember when they showed her, I was like. Of all the quarterbacks that have played, because you know quarterbacks are usually pretty boys. They're usually, you know, you imagine them pulling up in a Corvette, and their golf clubs are in the back. Like you have an image. Nothing against yeah. Mark Rippon. Mark Rippon's just not that image, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so when they said Mark Rippon, I was like, oh, okay. I guess we'll go there then. <laughs> Wrong I mean, show- like I bet some people thought like maybe, hey, that was like Jim Mick Mick. McMahon's yeah, daughter? Jim, Jim McMahon, yeah. Jim McMahon's daughter? And like, no, that's Mark Rippon. Really? <laughs> that's Mark Rippon's daughter. Wow. Like, why not Ron Jaworski's daughter? Man, we're, we're going to Brent Musburger's 2012 college football national BC... Was it college... Yeah, college football BCS national championship game. Oh, you're when right. It was between Alabama and Notre Dame, and Brett Musburger was commenting on what was it like, Catherine Webb or something like that. Yeah, she was with uh, was it AJ McCarron at the time. Yeah, AJ McCarron. Yeah, we're 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 going to that ter- territory, Tom. So if we end up getting canceled on on tw- on X on Exeter, well, so be it. 
Well, she put all her chips on the wrong ta- on the wrong number, didn't she? <laughs> AJ McCarron. <laughs> I'm in rare form tonight. <laughs> I'm making fun of everybody. <laughs> that was uh, who was it? It was um, Alicia Sacramoni. I don't know if you remember her. She was a, a, a gymnast for a really pretty girl from for not you know Olympic gymnast, and she married um, was it? Uh, I think it was Brady Quinn. And you're like, oh, right. that's a cool matchup. I like that. But Brady yeah. Quinn, like, come on, girl, you were you were like a household name. You you could have probably done a little bit better than Brady Quinn. You know what I mean? Maybe not, you know, maybe not like a Hall of Famer, but somebody decent. Warren Moon. No, Warren Moon's too old. Some maybe somebody younger. Hey, I, I think I actually did find a human interest story. I, I was just looking through my notes, and I actually did find a human interest story. But it's not it's not a positive one, but it is one. It is one. Well, we've had plenty of positivity for the day. Let's go for it, even if it's not positive. Okay, so James Madison and Jacksonville State uh, yesterday were trying to make an appeal. Uh, the appeal for James Madison, Jacksonville State, and a third team. I just can't remember the name of the team on the top of my head. But it started with a T and then it ended with State. Uh, they tried to make a request on them being bowl eligible, uh, postseason play eligible. Uh, they were denied the request from post postseason play. Sorry, postseason play. I said postseason. Postseason play by the NCAA. At this point, the only way they could qualify if they don't uh, meet up with the 82 bowl-eligible teams. And right now, as we speak right now, there are 55 bowl-eligible teams right now. And about 20 teams are a winner away from being bowl-eligible. But we'll give people uh, tabs on that a little bit more throughout the, the next couple of weeks. We'll see what happens. But speaking of bowl-eligible teams, let's talk about a team that went from hype locomotive to the little engine that could of Beyond Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes. Mm. A loss away from not making a bowl game. But the surprising team is the Arizona Wildcats are 7-3. and three. No, we're not talking about in basketball, but football. Definitely showing the Big 12 they're lucky to be able to bear down that team for next season. Mm-hmm. But Arizona, alas, with finances, that's a whole different story. As they misplaced over $240 million. Well, if $76 million is missing, I would check on Texas A&M borrowing that on Jim and Jimbo Fisher's contract first. Or check on Warner Brothers to see if it was used on a movie and trying to use it as a tax write-off. <laughs> and the Battle of Cleveland, of all things, the Cleveland Browns won. Beating the Ravens 33 to 31 uh, last week, but it was a great rebounder for the Ravens to beat the Cincinnati Bengals 27 13 uh, just tonight recently. So, yeah, that's true, and it looks like that that division might be uh, might be the Ravens to take now with uh, with Cincinnati, you know, losing Joe Burrow. I don't know. You know, usually it's not good when your quarterback's hand can't work. Yeah, it doesn't look great. But I am, but for the upcoming week, I am looking forward to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles in a rematch of last season's Super Bowl. And I hope the Eagles can can get their revenge against the Chiefs. Ooh, that'll be a fun one. I can't wait for that game. 
Yes, definitely. That'll be a great one. Uh, did you actually uh, check out that video that I sent you uh, with uh, Billionaire Swift? Mm, let me double check. It was like a Meat Canyon video, and he and Meat Canyon made a video. He's actually a Kansas City Chiefs fan, so <laughs> he 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 made a he, he made a video on making a um. Well, we we all know her as the Shake It Off singer, uh, oh, and it's yeah, a Travis yeah. Kelsey go like I'm gonna break up with her. <laughs> and, oh and, yeah, uh, Taylor Swift is here before the kickoff. Oh man, that was a creepy video. I think that has become my, God, my favorite Meat Canyon video besides the the pumpkin spice latte <laughs> the video. Spice oh latte. my God. I love it. Oh my gosh, that, I don't know, I could actually believe that, her being, uh, you know, having her fans speak for her, and, and not, you know, speaking for herself, that is some creepy stuff right there. Right? Yeah, who knows what's going on there, there there's definitely some uh, programming going on, so be be leery of your, of your you know, your closest Swifties. Yeah, hide, definitely. Hide the, uh, definitely. Hide the kitchen knives, right? Uh, I, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. <laughs> well, maybe the Swifties around me are a little more volatile than the ones around you. I don't know. No, I, I, I don't want the Swifties to be against us, you know, because they, I mean, it's just crazy. With the Eras tour, you know, alone, you know, in the movie theater, gosh, if we uh, had 1% of her following listening to our podcast, we would both never have to work again. <laughs> like that's like that's how powerful she is. If we had like 0.1%, we'd probably make good money. You know what I mean? It's just her power is unbelievable. It it, it it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But to be honest, I mean, I don't want to say it, okay? So I'm not gonna say it, but I'm I'm just saying I'm one of those people that would want to keep to themselves, you know. I I I enjoy, you know, having privacy. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm one of those people that just really enjoy having a you know a lot of time to myself, you know, and I don't have to worry about people coming up, you know, bothering me. So I just wouldn't thin that type of environment. That that's what I'm saying. Right, I understand. Same here. Well, cool. Do we have anything that we're looking forward to next week and uh, and call it in NCAA football? I saw that uh, that your team is are they hosting the Fighting Illini from Illinois? If I remember right. Yeah, they're hosting them, and if they win, uh, they'll win the Big Ten West. Nice. They'll be in the Big Ten championship game. But with all these injuries that we have been having throughout the season, and then Cooper DeGene, it, oh my gosh, it it's going to be a close one. It, I have a feeling it's going to be a close one. Well, hopefully. I hope Iowa pulls it off. I hope they do. I was just going to say, hopefully they can pull it off. And uh, San Francisco hosting the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um this game isn't one that I'm particularly worried about. The 49ers are pretty good at home and they're uh you know they're uh they're they've definitely got their momentum back and uh you know so 
hopefully that should be a, a win that they come out of with uh hopefully they come out with a win first and uh with minimal injuries that would be nice because yeah, that's uh that's kind of been the Achilles heel, no pun intended, of uh, the 49ers this year is those injuries. So, well, cool. All right. Is there anything else that you need to say before we wrap up our podcast? Yeah, I, I need to say, uh, you know, check out Industry Horror and Autism Works Print Shop, which you can help to continue to keep employment for autistic adults. Also, make sure to email Coffin Corns. Coffin Corners Pod, excuse me, Coffin Corners Pod at gmail.com. If you have any topic suggestions for football, you know someone that would be a great guest, or you know yourself would be a great, great one. And also, it could be as simple: When are we getting professional shirts? Stuck with a headache? You sir, cross the line. Sports dishes, human interest story, and an image of me having a long list, and and Tom looks irritated, or even just a logo on a shirt. Sticker, let us know on our social media as well on Instagram. Because let's be honest, Tom, I don't want to just read the only mails, the only emails we get is Google recommending me to improve on my setup or an app or something as single chat. There are over a thousand single ladies in your area that are looking for love. (laughs) I love that. I'm like, do you know what area I live in? Thousands, really? I don't know if there's thousands of women that live here, let alone in my area. (laughs) That's crazy. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me, man. I really, just as much as I know you're, you've expressed appreciation today, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this and um, keeping me on point. Also, one more thing, Tom. Oh, yes, sir. People, make sure to rate, follow, subscribe. Suggest people to listen because if you're a 49ers fan out there, I'm talking about San Francisco, not Charlotte, University of Charlotte. If you're looking for a podcast, you're like, look, I want to listen to a 49ers podcast, but I don't want to feel like I'm listening to a 49ers podcast. Well, this is a 49ers podcast that is subtle. Yeah, that's right. And it's not all Niners all the time either. That's what's good about it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the the Coffin Corners podcast. Uh, We try to get together every single week of the NFL and NCAA a football season be sure to as my buddy nathan just said be sure to like subscribe and tell all your friends thank you so much and thanks again nathan i appreciate you so much man thanks for sitting down with me again today you got it, tom